What's up, Rangers Nation, and welcome back to the Straight Up Texas podcast presented by our friends at Whataburger. I'm the Rangers digital and in-game host, Hannah Wing, and I am thrilled to be back for our last episode of the first half of the season. I'm joined by my lovely co-hosts, Radio Rangers broadcaster, Jared Sandler. Hello, Hannah. And lovely Nathaniel Lowe, our Rangers first baseman. Lovely, wow. Yes, lovely. Lots of lovelies today. <laughs> and we're also joined by our lovely second <laughs> special player guest, Rangers lefty, Andrew Heaney. Andrew, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Might be the first person to ever describe me as lovely. So that's <laughs> I was going to ask what was today, I guess. I don't, I don't know. know. What was the last time you were described as lovely? I had a missed call from my mom today, so that could have been lovely. Like, <laughs> you know, I, so, I yeah. think Wendy Lowe's pretty lovely. Yeah, okay. Yes, I agree. I, I agree. But yeah, she's probably the only one that would call me lovely. So <laughs> who's, I don't know where it came from, honestly. It just kind of happened. Thank but you. It was not pre-planned, but happy for you guys. I'll take it. We'll roll. Who is the disciplinarian, your mom or dad? Ooh, uh, it just kind of depends on okay. the guy. Yeah, All right, so it wasn't like you would run to one of them because you knew oh, no, one no, was... Oh, no, no, okay. I was not right. safe, no. Okay, <laughs> no. who was, like, disciplinarian growing up? My mom. Your mom? Yeah, for sure. Mine was my dad, easy. Yeah? Yeah, I, my, my parent, I don't know if I'm... I think I can say this isn't... My parents, I'd get spankings when I was younger. Oh, yeah. Yes. And I would laugh if my mom did it because, yep. like, it didn't hurt. But my dad, I'd be running all over the place. I'd be scared. Yeah, yeah. we got to the point... We got to the point where, like, I don't know, I never got, like beat with yeah. anything uh, you know that's a normal disciplinarian thing but now you know 2023 you don't call child services please yeah. but when my mom finally broke a spoon over my leg and both of us started laughing i think that was the end of it i remember that i remember the last time my dad like he was like this is just hurting me more than it's hurting me <laughs> I, remember, I remember him just being like we're done with this like we got you got to be better like, right. we got to be better here well i want to add one thing quickly before we start one for each guy andrew uh, is a part of a rotation that is second in Major League Baseball in ERA and is someone who has grown up watching the Rangers. Uh, there have not been many times at the 81 game mark where the Rangers can boast that. So, Andrew, thank you so much for your work on the mound and being a part of this rotation. I'm sure it's been a lot of fun for you to be a part of it as well. It's been great. It's a good group. Uh, I think I'm kind of bringing up the rear a little bit right now, but, you know, it's a long season and, um, you know, you have ups and downs. But I... Uh, I think it just goes to the, you know, honestly, like the quality of guys that we have. Um, we really just have a, a good group of guys that work hard, care about each other. Um, you know, it sounds like a bunch of cliche, cliche stuff, but I think it's it's really true. Well, the results are paying off. And Nathaniel, my guy over here, got jobbed. Um, I've been pretty vocal on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, my thoughts on this, but to me, a baseball player is someone who plays at the plate and in the field. And... I don't know that there's a first baseman in the American League that has contributed in both areas. He leads American League first baseman in outs above average, uh, first in hits, doubles, defensive runs saved, uh, second in war, which is a, a, a stat that some people use as an all-encompassing evaluation, uh, runs, which is kind of the name of the game. Uh, it's out of our hands at this point. It's in the hands of the players. And you guys have already submitted ballots, right? Mm -hmm. Is that okay? Ballots are in. Well, you got my uh, vote. Oh, thanks. I, I, you need to be in Seattle uh, and hoping for some good news by the end of uh, this week, right? Sunday is when we'll learn. I have no idea. I, think I believe it's it is Sunday. I think I've been it's told Sunday. Sunday. So yeah. fingers crossed. Uh, so hopefully, we get a, a a little bit of Nathaniel Lowe and maybe even Josh Lowe in Seattle. That'd be uh, that'd be pretty neat. That'd be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, I guess let's start. Little state of the team. Eighty-one games in. That is the exact midway point of the season. 49 wins, that is a 98-win pace. That would be a franchise record. Uh, suffice to say, it's been a, a great first half of the season. What are takeaways for, for each of you guys? 
Mm, we're 16 games above 500 at the halfway mark. You know, like I, I could be wrong with that number, but I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's where we're at. Um, it's a treat, man. Like after, after like getting my teeth kicked in in the first two years in this uniform personally and as a team, like I was actually just talking to a guy this morning about it and, you know, like winning an award last year while the team loses 96 games is, is a pretty tough place to be, you know, because it's not an individual game and it's not like I can hang my hat on. Yeah. Well, I did my part. I want a silver slugger. The team lost 96 games. That's not how this works. You know, it's a team offense and, you know, now we see like with the record being the way it is and the team playing to the tune that we're playing in, we have however many all-stars that are going to start in Seattle and guys that are going to back up that, you know, like have put in a quality effort. And it feels like we're playing some pretty solid team baseball. We've kind of come back to earth over the last couple of weeks and maybe dropped some games we should have won. But that's going to happen over 162. And as long as we show up ready to win every pitch this weekend, we'll probably like our results again. Your fault. I mean, it's your first year yeah. in the organization. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's I mean, a good luck charm. What do you think? <laughs> hey, that'd be a first for me. I feel like it's good. <laughs> I feel like it's been the opposite everywhere else I've gone. Um, I think just like you get a sense uh, when you play games, you get a feel for, you know, you get a feel for kind of the way your team, the team reacts to, you know, being down early, being down late, being down a bunch of runs, being up much. You know what I mean? You just kind of get a feel and uh, like. I think there's just this feeling of like you never feel out of it. You know, we we're down five runs last night, and I was just kind of like, I don't know, get a couple guys on. Like it's going to get interesting. I mean, it got interesting. We brought, I think, Dolly was a tying run, and then in the ninth there. Um, I, I just think like you go into every game and you know, like, all right, we got you know, we got a good chance to win this game. Um, and it it's a long season. You know, you win three out of five games. You know, you win you win series, like all of a sudden it just piles up and you find yourself at the end of the year where you want to be. So um, I think that's just, just kind of the vibe, the feel of, uh, you know, coming into games and, and feeling like you got a chance to win everyone. I spoke with John Gray yesterday about how special this rotation is. I'd love to get your take on it as well, Andrew, but how has being a part of such a special rotation made you better? Like I said, I mean, I think just the guys, the group of guys. I mean, obviously, um, you know, it was you know tough tough for Grom, tough for us um that's a you know a bad situation that just you got to make you know got to make do um, it sucks you know just losing a guy like that but um you know Nate stepped up Dane stepped up John stepped up um you know and that and that's that's what you have to do those guys have done a great job of doing that um you know I think it's uh it's a situation where guys just want to you know pitch better than the guy that pitched well but the night before them or or pitch well if the guy before them didn't didn't you know pick up the slack so um you got to do that as a group and and give your team a chance to win i'm curious both of your thoughts the last couple years when this team has gone into stretches losing a lot of games i feel like we'd watch you know errors sloppy play you know base running mistakes this month First of all, the team was over 500, going to be over 500 this month. Still one game left. But uh, there was a little stretch pocket in there where, you know, the results kind of flipped. But I, I didn't get the sense, and I don't know, you know, your perspective from the dugout in games you were not on the mound and, and your perspective, you know, being in there. I don't want to boil it down to just one thing, but what stood out the most was just, you know, the hits with runners in scoring position weren't coming, but it was clean games defensively, clean on the bases. It was just... Even in losses, it seems like the quality of play was of a higher caliber than 
the last couple of seasons. Yeah, I, I agree for sure. And it, and it felt like, you know, our slow stretch. I saw a line on the ticker at one point that we were like 7 and 10 over our last 17. And it's like, well, you know, we're, we're quote unquote playing bad, but we're almost at 500 in a slow stretch. So that's a good thing that we can build on. And, you know, in, in years previous, the slow stretch has been like a 3 and 14 run instead of a 7 and 10 run out of a 17 game sample. So, knowing that we're winning games that we're supposed to win and giving ourselves a chance in games where we need to compete a little bit, it's a, it's a good spot to be in. And even yesterday, you know, like this Detroit series was weird, man. I, I've never seen three pitchers go down for injuries in a yeah. four-game set. And the first game, you lose two in the first two innings. Like, you know, and then that the Detroit team comes through and, you know, it's like – they're not an offensive powerhouse. I don't want to speak down to any of their players over there, but they're not performing to their max, and then they bust out and put up a bunch of runs. And that's just the game, I feel like, saying, like, you know, like when you work hard, you get rewarded. And, and when you got two pitchers that go down and the offense to come through, like some nights we're just not going to have our A stuff. And, and they pulled out some victories. And then again, like last night uh, or yesterday afternoon, Josh Smith hits a ball off the pitcher's knee, and then they win that game. It's like, well – you know, the game's basically telling us that you can't have our cake and eat it too, you know, not yet. Or at least it's it's June and we need to realize, like, there are good things to come from losses and, and good things to come from wins, and we just need to keep compounding little Ws and keep going forward. Mm-hmm. All right, so all-star stuff. We learned that last night. Yeah. Four guys going to be starting. First time in franchise history, first time in Major League Baseball, I think, since the 2015 Red Sox. Mm-hmm. Uh, to have at least four starters. Uh, when did you guys find out? I mean, it, it, it came out 6 o'clock on ESPN. Uh, when did you guys know? A couple of those guys I knew about a month ago. Valid. My wife, I think we were at Target. We were just doing some shopping, and she just got a notification. was like, oh, was like, you know, like the, you know, whatever came out and just showed it to me. So nothing in the clubhouse? No. Maybe not for no. you. No, I, 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 thought, I admit, did I get out of there early? Yeah, yeah, you might have yeah, got out, early. Got out early. You guys are waiting yeah. out. Um, you got to get to Target. It's important. Yeah, Target's well. important. Yeah, day game shopping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting yeah. chores done get after day game. Done, yeah. Right, yeah. like, yeah, we're still humans, too. Like, simple things of, like, going to Target, you know. That, you that gotta counts, get done. For, that counts you gotta, for something. Yeah, you don't. Let's see. I got out of the shower yesterday, and Jonah had this funny-looking smile on his face. <laughs> and he's sitting there in his towel, and I'm looking at him kind of sideways. I'm like, okay, like, what's going on here, guy? And, you know, he said, hey, uh, who would have thought that from us living together in low A and Bowling Green that uh, – that your boy would be starting the all-star game behind the dish. And I'm like, dude, if I wasn't in a towel right now, I'd give you the biggest hug. Like, <laughs> you know, like, like, this is so cool. And, like, you know, seeing his seeing his journey come from, like, getting traded what felt like 12 different times. And, you know, when I met Jonah, he was going to Instructs for what might have been the third or fourth time. And, and if you don't know what Instructional League is, it's another month and a half of practice. It's miserable. Yeah, it's six weeks in the heat at your spring training complex after your season's over to tweak something that you didn't do during the year or the organization's got, you know, a different vision for you and they want you to work on it. So when when I met Jonah, we were in Instructional League in Port Charlotte in September after my first full season, and I was dead. Like, I, I was just – it was my first time playing a full season in the minor leagues, and you're just not ready for it until you go through it. And – he, I think he was in high A or double A with Baltimore before then. He gets traded over to us, and then he has to repeat low A. 
after going to major league camp. So when you're when you're in big league camp hanging out with the top end, and then you have to go back to low A, the 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 lowest full season affiliate. You're like, what? The big league seems like 12 years away, and now having him come for full circle, you know being a husband, being a dad, like having a, a full zoo of animals at the house, and, <laughs> yeah. you know, and, and putting together the season that he's putting together. That was super cool. Yeah. Like, su- like such a, such a fulfilling moment, like to be a part of his journey and see him like make it to the top. We obviously don't know the remaining members of this franchise will be in Seattle. Obviously we have until Sunday to figure out who those will be and be notified then. But having four starters is obviously something that's huge to the Rangers franchise and it's historical for this team. How good is this team, and how does having so many starters in this All-Star game prove the talent of this roster from top to bottom? You can start this one. I mean, I, it's, it's interesting for me because obviously like I, you know, I've been in the AL West a lot, played against this team. Like Obviously, it's my first year here. Um, and even, even last year, like you know, I was in the National League, didn't really, like, didn't really see the Rangers, didn't play against them. And so, like, my this was just my first, you know, like, I, you know, <laughs> I got to be honest, like, met met Josh Young in the in in spring training and was like, I didn't even really know that, like, oh, like he's definitely making the team. Like, I just, you know, I was just like, oh, I don't know much about him. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm just I'm learning people's names. I'm learning where to go, where to, you know what I mean. So, um, obviously, I know, you know, playing against Corey, playing against Marcus, like, you know, knew that. Um, getting to, you know, throw to Jonah, getting to know more about, like, his game, hearing guys the way that they talk about him. So, like, for me, just kind of almost, like, discovering more, like, Jonah and, and Josh, like, just as, like, like, just understanding who they are as players and then seeing the start that they get off to and seeing how good they are and being, like, I mean, literally every time a ball is hit over to, to Josh at third, I'm just like, oh, shit. That was a nice play. Like, <laughs> oh, that was a really nice play. Like, wow, he makes the routine ones too. Like, wow, he made that one look easy. And then at the plate, it's just like, you know, his just kind of calm demeanor. I'm like, this dude looks like he's been in the big leagues for like years now, you know? And like, you start seeing those at-bats pile up. And then anyway, so all that being said, like those guys just got off to unbelievable starts. The offense was ridiculous, you know, for, I don't know, t- two full months. I mean, it was it was a while. Like I've never, you know, seen... I've never seen an offense, you know, nobody really has, I guess, for, for a while. Um, and so it's it's completely deserved, obviously, and just, um, you know, I'm just really happy and excited and hopefully uh, hopefully get a couple couple of our pitchers in there too. Yeah. So I don't oh, know yeah. when that comes out, but hopefully have a few more Rangers in there as well. Okay, you guys have both, you just referenced this, Andrew. You've been a part of this as well, changing organizations. Mm-hmm. What is... What are the things that are most important when you change organizations in terms of like, I got to learn this and the sooner I learn this or know this, I can start to get comfortable, obviously teammates, but maybe like outside of teammates, what are the things that helped you guys adjust to new organizations? I'd say, I'd say culture is number one, right? So like, and culture is not something that you can force. And when I look back at Tampa, like we didn't have the best facilities, we didn't have huge crowds. We're not in a huge market and obviously not a big payroll. So you got to get the right people in there to make the most out of the situations. And from short season all the way up to AAA and then, you know, breaking in and being an option player and a part-time player over there, but still being able to contribute. Like the, the number one takeaway is happy players play better. And it feels like this organization's done a really good job of getting players to the point where 
you know, you can show up and be excited to come to the yard. Like mm-hmm. the stadium's amazing. The amenities in place for us are amazing. There's unlimited resources and the fan base is coming around and believing. And, you know, we're halfway through and the Texas Rangers are in first place. So it's a good time. It's a good time to buy stock again. Like keep coming on like the bandwagon's fine or even the season <laughs> ticket holders. Like I've, I've had a couple interactions with some people that have been season ticket holders for longer than I've been alive. And, and just seeing <laughs> the excitement of, you know, where the fans are at and, and how fun they are and how much they enjoy watching us, you know, for a while, they're just about run rule teams and get position players on the mound. Like that was the ultimate like cherry on top to really like dominating a pitching staff to the point of where a position player has to come in and try and get outs. And, you know, I think that we're trending in the right direction. I think we're going to play some tight games coming up and we need to make sure that we win the the one and two run games. Um, there's a couple more things for us to accomplish, but again, like it comes down to winning one pitch at a time. And I think that we're in a good spot because of how happy people are to compete and get the most out of ourselves and win one pitch at a time. What was important for you coming over here? Yeah. That, I mean, honestly, like a lot of that, I'm going to echo a lot of what Nate said. Uh, it really just like, I mean, I think he said it perfectly like happy, happy players are good players. Um, you know, I think, like, something that's really interesting that I, I really enjoy about this team, the days that I'm not pitching, I'm in the dugout. Um, and, like, the energy is good, but also, like, the communication and and in-game is different than a lot of teams that I've been on. Like, you got guys like Marcus and Nate. Um, you got guy. I mean, any of the guys that are playing that will just come sit on the bench and you can – look at the iPad and talk about something or just talk about something random or like a lot of, a lot of position players like will be very locked in during the game and don't want, and that's fine. Like I, I'm not like a, I'm not a big talker when I'm playing either. Uh, but like, it's, it's fun to be a part of that because I think like that looseness and that ability to just kind of like be, be present in the moment, but also be able to sort of like, step out of it for a minute and be like relaxed like I do think that that like translates to like playing relaxed and confident baseball on on the field in between the lines so like that's just something like other teams that I, ha- I haven't really like I haven't had a ton of teams that like have guys like that I mean there's stuff that those guys get a lot of those guys like hey they're feeling something with their swing they go run down to the cage they want to get some swings Obviously, they need to do that if they feel like they need to do that. Some guys just have their spot. They sit there and they stare at the wall until it's time to either go back out on the field or go hit again. Or, you know, some guys have their routines. Whatever it may be, I'm not, I'm not hating on that. But I think it's been, like, really refreshing just within the dugout, like, in the game, like, just kind of seeing how, like, confident and relaxed, like, a lot of our players are um, and being able to sort of, like, you know, step out of that. I think that's pretty cool. For each of you, who's the teammate you've played with who is like a 180-degree polar opposite version of himself when he's playing versus when he's not? Either like playing like as an in the lineup or just off the field in terms of personality and intensity? Mm. On this team. I mean, like, I might be up there. Like, I, think, <laughs> yeah. I like to think I'm a pretty like chill, relaxed guy, but it's something about like in the – it's like I'm not – like, if people talk, I'm not going to be like, don't talk to me on my start day. Like, I kind of, like, make a joke about we, that. Yeah, like, we joke on my about start that. day, like, I'll be like, don't even look at me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just joking. Like, I don't care. But it is, like, it is this thing where it's just, like, I have a hard time. It's like I feel like 
oh, if I joke around and I'm messing around during the game, if I, like, give up runs, it's like, oh, it's because I wasn't locked in. And then whenever I'm, like, super locked in, I'm like, I need to just relax and have fun. So it's like I find myself, like, trying to toe that line of, like, you know, like, how relaxed can I be? You know, and so, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I admire, like, other guys, you know, position players, guys that do it so seamlessly, so effortlessly because I'm unable to, like, find that sweet spot for myself. Um and so I find it refreshing that other guys are able to. And frankly, I'm kind of envious of that. We got a good mix, man. We got a really good mix. Because, like, you know, like Evaldi, like, loves his scouting report and, like, sits with the towel around his neck down in the thing and uh, underneath the dugout when he's pitching in between innings. And he's looking at his scouting report. And first couple starts, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I, you know, like, do I walk around? <laughs> like, do I look down when I walk past him? And then, uh, and then I... His first or second start of the year, he got hit in the leg, and a ball kicked past me because I was running towards the base, and it <laughs> squibbed out in the right field. Now, if you watch him, watch, pay attention, pay attention to Evo every time. Before his first pitch of his inning, he turns around and looks at me and kicks towards me like, "Hey, man, like you better be ready for if this ball kicks <laughs> off my foot." It's awesome because he's making a joke, you know, like, "Hey, like I need you to make that play," and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, like, I, like do I need to make that play? Do I not? Like, what's going on?" But yeah, he's got a good, he's got a really healthy balance of mm-hmm. business and play. And, you know, that's what it takes to get through 35 starts or however many yeah. starts these guys are going to make. And for us to get through playing, you know, now, like ideally 161 games <laughs> instead of 162. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a good balance on this team. There's nobody that's like, don't talk to me. I'm working. Like, how dare you get in the way yeah, of my job? Yeah. Like, again, like the culture's heading in such a good direction, and and the front office has done such a good job of getting the right people in place for us. Yeah. I want to go back to something that you talked about, Nathaniel, and that is the fans. Oh. So we're recording this on Friday, June thirtieth. Astros are about to come to town for four games, and I believe every single one is standing room only, if not completely sold out. Mm-hmm. As players, how does having a packed house like that? affect your game and how does it help you most importantly it's hotter yes oh my yeah, god yes yeah. what yeah when when there's a lot more people in there it definitely is like way hotter on the field you start really? seeing like the condensation up, up by the, the lights, lights. yeah 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 usually it's a big one Usually I can tell it's a big one when I look up in look up in the third deck in left field, right? Like up where Shohei hits the ball. Like <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, if if we have fans in that top section by that Choctaw sign, then then we're mm-hmm. really showing out. Um but you know, I get it. Some Monday Mondays I get it. It's a lull and a Thursday day game, like people have jobs, so you can't really come out uh the way you could over the weekend. But yeah, um Playing in front of big crowds is great. And, you know, when Houston comes into town, we're going to get a big crowd. Same thing, uh, you know, the Yankees travel well, the Red Sox, the big market teams. This year being the first time that I've played a Cardinals team in the major leagues, like they travel really well too. I was surprised with that. But, um, no, it's fun. It, it just adds to the energy. You know, it's, uh, it's a good time no matter who you're playing. But, yeah, when we pack 40,000 or whatever it is into this stadium and they get to take it all in like my favorites when it's packed and the roofs open but it's obviously yeah. too hot to do that now <laughs> just a little bit. and all the body heat too that would just be recipe for disaster <laughs> oh my god that would be that would be a tough one but the ball would fly better so yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, one of you likes yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So nothing, nothing quite like coming to globe life field and flying out at 412 feet to the gap but, <laughs> you know you know should have hit it harder
Yeah, no, I mean, I think, like, I think it's just a good, uh, kind of like a constant reminder of, like, hey, like, this is a, not that you need, you know, you feel the energy, you're kind of constantly reminded, like, this big game, every pitch matters, like, it kind of helps you, like, just stay locked in, stay kind of present, um, obviously, when you're, when you're at home, like, you feel the energy of when, like, you can just feel, like, the momentum when things are kind of going your way, when, you know, sometimes I'll, like, lean over to Nate and I'll be like, hey, the game's going to be won in this inning. It'll be the seventh inning. I'll be like, hey, this, you know, it's a tie game. I'm like, whoever wins this inning is winning this game. You know, and, like, you just, like, things like that, you can kind of feel it. Like, you just feel the energy. You feel, like, the direction that the game is going. So, I hate the Astros. And this is before all the cheating stuff. I think Houston's a stupid city. I, it is. I, I was born and raised in Dallas, so... I guess it's maybe it's one of those like you can't mess with my brother only I can I don't know like if someone from Delaware started talking crap about Houston would I don't I don't know if I would defend Houston it's like way more humid the traffic sucks I mean my husband's from Houston yeah, so that's, that's the only uh, red flag yeah <laughs> uh, I but like I your kids have Houston blood they will yeah, not have Houston blood so that's we'll why she's not participating in this portion of it but I'll stay out in, 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 in 2015. It was the first year in which these two teams were in the same division. Mm -hmm. And I, sidebar, neither of you guys are from the area. You're close Oklahoma enough. City. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, but, I you know, it. Dallas and Houston, this is not a new thing. There's yeah. not a lot of love lost between those two cities. But 2015 was the first year where both these teams were playing for something. And then again in 2016, and it hasn't been since. And maybe with the, the, the 2017 scandal that, that ticked up emotions a bit, but like, I think rivalries are at their best when the two teams are playing for something. I don't, I'm not going to say it hasn't been a rivalry the last few years, but there's just an added layer that was missing. And well, I mean, it's also no secret that we'd go to Houston, and just forget how to play. Yeah. I mean, like that, that, that was that a house was of horrors. Objectively, yeah. objectively, like they were better than us all year. These last two years. Yeah. It was, I mean, and, and winning that series in Houston earlier in the year, I mean, that was, Big deal. It's been, you know, yeah. it's been a few years. Yeah, that's new. Uh, that's fun. Yeah. But that was early in the season. And so the team had gone off to a good start. But now it's 81 games in. Like, this is real. So mm -hmm. whatever Astros fans, oh, they're just, you know, let's see what it's like in, you know, in June 1st, which is what a lot of them were saying. Mm. It's real now. And now they're coming here. I'm just curious. For you guys, it's probably different than fans. Fans, there's a lot of laundry cheering and stuff like that. You guys know people on the Astros. You have friends, I'm sure. Do you feel a rivalry? Do you feel Do you feel anything? I know it's one game out of 162, four out of 162. Do you feel a little bit more because it's Houston and DFW and the Rangers and the Astros and the division being in play? I think it's, for me it's more just the in-division, the standings, the – Hey, this is a team that's going to obviously come in and be, be hungry, trying to catch us, and you know, trying to trying to gain ground in the division. Um, I've, I, like I said, I've been in the AOS for a while. I've been been in the AOS since 2015, basically, and uh, you know, I've made my feelings known about. You, you, you don't know, like the Astros like I, either. I've lived it. Um, I've been on that side of it. So, yeah, like I don't, I don't. We don't have to. Uh, yeah. I don't know if rivalry, yeah, more just, I don't know. Yeah, you guys are competing for the same thing. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's just just standard competition. You know, we know that yeah. they're going to compete, we're going to compete, and that's that. Like, yeah, I th I don't know. I feel like the more emotional we get about the series, like the the more weight we put on it, like mm -hmm. we kind of get distracted from 
winning one pitch at a time. And I, I feel like I've said that 42 times already today. But, yeah, this weekend, you, you know, you, like any team you play in the big leagues, you can't give them free outs. You know they're going to hit. You know they're going to pitch. Um, you're going to play defense and run the bases. Like, they're, they're obviously the defending World Series champs. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't say there's any personal hatred just because, you know, I, I the 17 stuff was way before me and – now playing against some of these guys coming up and the young guys coming up, like there's nothing malicious. It's sure. not like they get on first base and go like, Hey man, like <laughs> you Rangers, you guys suck. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. that's not going back and forth, but um, I'm tired of watching Altuve and Jordan hit the ball over our head, man. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. That gets old in a hurry, but that's how it goes. There's good players over there. So we're going to have a good series with them this weekend. We're going to compete. And you know, if we, if we play how we're supposed to, I think we'll like the result. I also want to thank both of you for performing so well this year. So I have something to brag about when I'm at home <laughs> with my Astros loving husband. It just makes my life a lot better. So I appreciate both yeah. of you and thank you. And yep. if he's listening and he wants to golf and he, you know, he better leave that Houston cheer at home. I, <laughs> I, just, think I, lost him. I, just, I think he just lost his invitation. I don't think there is any. Whoops. Yeah. I will say though, he's coming around. So, okay. Mm-hmm. He's coming around. Houston. Well. <laughs> I just don't like the city. I'm being serious. Yeah, this dude. is not like a. Like you you have more to say. I know you have more to say. Oh, I have a lot more to say. I've, okay. I, yeah. I don't know, but I don't. I have to watch myself. Well, don't this. stop now. Jared Sandler I, had a loss I mean, for words, everybody. So I started. We'll just give you the floor. Well, well no, no. I'll just, just say, like, I, I genuinely don't like. I hate the Rockets. They suck. I, no. Oh, so, like, I can speak you, more to this Oklahoma City yeah. Thunder fan. Like, I mean, I got to be honest, like, I'm not really a Mavs lover either. I know, I know, know, uh, We don't have to get into that either, but I just enjoy seeing the Rockets bungle every decision that they make. Like, it just makes me happy. Like, I'm just really rooting for them to go trade for James Harden, have him come in, screw it up. Like, they just had a great draft. I don't know. We can get – I'm I'm an NBA guy, so we can get deep into that, but I'm I'm with you there. Yeah, the Rockets, like, when they choked against the Warriors, I actually wasn't upset. I know some people wanted to change in the guard. I was – Kind of pumped about it. Uh, Harden, well, they missed like 23 straight threes in that game seven. It was so beautiful. Texans are irrelevant. I don't know. I mean, they are what they yeah. are. Uh, but I, I can't stand the Astros. And I used to not mind the Astros when they were in the National League. Right. But when they came over to the American League in 2015, they got, I don't know if you guys remember, you probably do. They got off to this great start. Mm-hmm. And they had been so bad. They had been irrelevant. And Astros fans acted like they had just reinvented baseball. And it ticked me off. And so when the Rangers came back and stole the division from them, there's a huge four-game series in August. The Rangers were, I think, down. They are back a game when the series started. Ended up sweeping the Astros. Four-game series. Knocked Keuchel out, I think, in the second inning. He won the Cy Young that year. Mm. It was just, that was beautiful. I just, I don't like the Astros uh, in 2015 when the Rangers would win a game and the Astros would lose on the same day, I created this, was it a meme? Is that what it's called? Yes, very With good, Jared. Ice Cube. Very good. You know, today was a good day, oh. and it would say Rangers oh, win, yeah. Astros lose. Now a lot of people use it, and I don't I don't get any royalties from it. It kind of <laughs> bizarre. Should. I should. Sounds should. like uh, a lawsuit. Proud but I, I also got in trouble for saying some things on air I shouldn't have said, <laughs> so I got to be careful. But What'd you say? Yeah. Um, well, short, you already short, said it once, short, might yeah, as well yeah, say it again, yeah. right? Well, I'll, I'll say, so I actually really enjoy job, talking to A.J. Hinch now. Oh. Uh, I think he's an interesting guy, but mm. he went to Stanford, I went to USC. Oh, okay. At the time, in 2015, he and Jeff Bannister, they went head-to-head on some things. There okay. was an incident where they both were leading the charge out of the dugout, and Banny 
like pointed his finger at him and it just was he got fired up and I, yeah. I made a comment about AJ Hinch being a typical I can't use the word but <laughs> typical someone from Stanford mm. uh, it, the yeah mm. I don't want to get any more trouble mm-hmm. well we'll end this Not on a positive note <laughs> get in trouble okay. I like ending things on that. a good note so we'll say the good things about Houston are El Tiempo fajitas and Rita's nope. Beyonce and my in-laws so we'll move along now mm. I like Blue Jack National too they've been really good to us down there there's there good go. golf Beyonce's from Houston yeah <laughs> you learn something new every day H-Town right. and there you go. Um, like it's like one of the people out there Travis Scott too like Ooh, yeah. 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 All right, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> moving, moving on. Moving on. Quickly, I'm going to give you a second of prep. You got a big debut big coming up oh, in a second. Oh, this is my read. Yeah. Coming up in a second. But first, I just want to quickly, Dane Dunning, July 16th, yes. right? 16th. Uh, he's got a big event, Swinging for Impact, uh, at Top Golf in the Colony. Uh, I'm really excited. I'll be emceeing, and I'm pumped because I think Dane's just like a sweetheart of a human being. Uh, his wife, Rachel, has worked for the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. Uh, that's something that has impacted her family. It's a cause that Dane has really kind of taken to uh, even before he was with the Rangers. So um, I don't know if you guys are going to be there, and I don't want to put you on the spot, but I know a lot of uh, Dane's teammates are going to be there. It's going to be after the game, Rangers and the Guardians, Sunday, July 16th. Uh, tickets are available, bigleagueimpact.org slash Texas, and it's a great way to support a great cause, get to meet Dane, get to meet some uh, some of Dane's teammates. You got golf, dinner, drinks. It's going to be a really fun time and uh, would encourage people to check it out. Are you craving a Dr. Pepper and wanting the creamy satisfaction of a Whataburger shake? Now you can have the best of both worlds with Whataburger's Dr. Pepper shake. Treat yourself to one while you can. The Dr. Pepper shake is only at Whataburger for a limited time. Let's go. Ooh, let's go. How did it feel? Great. One through ten. How did it That was great. Yeah. That Thank was, you. That's, a, that's so kind of a good. mouthful. How did feel? Was, that was you know, good. that was okay. That's coming full circle. Yeah. Full, coming full circle. Would you I like went to, to do I, mine? Not Later really. On? Not okay. really. I, one's enough. Okay. I went to Mesquite the other day, right? And did a oh, signing. Yeah. How was yeah. that? I did a signing. Um, I did something new, all right? So, two things new. I tried to fit through the drive through window and hand an order out. Whoa! Um, that comes up to like my armpit. I cannot fit through. <laughs> it is so short. Um, all their employees are so short, but they're so sweet. They're really nice to me. Um, and then there was a lady who uh, now okay. So when when you do signings like Blake Miller and Ashley, I can't say your last name. Um, Ashley Q. Yeah, Q. Ashley Q. They they come and they like supervise right, and they tell the people like, sorry, you can only sign one thing at a time. You can take a picture while you're signing. And one of the first people in line. This sweet lady, I sign a card for, and then she goes, here, can you sign this too? And she starts to prop her prosthetic leg oh my with no Texas way. Rangers stuff all over it on the table. And Ashley's like shooing her leg off the table. <laughs> 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 Did she take her leg off? No, no, oh, no, 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 no. She left it on, but she was like lifting it up to put it on the table. And I saw it in my head. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. Did you lady. sign it no, or no? <laughs> no, they wouldn't let me sign it. Dude. You only sign one thing. <laughs> You're per never going to get another opportunity to sign I know, somebody's right? I should have signed her prosthetic what, leg. What's so. the weirdest thing you guys have signed? I mean, I signed a pro- baby once. A baby? A baby? <laughs> Swear to God. Swear to God. Like on the skin or like the onesie? <laughs> on like the, like on the like shoulder of oh, their little what? like onesie. It was in, it was in college. So like we were playing. Uh, like Bricktown, the AAA mm-hmm. stadium there in Oklahoma City was where we would play Bedlam when we Oklahoma State would play OU. And I, like, pitched that night, got the save, and then, like, after the game, like, there was just, like, some fans kind of, like, hanging around. And this guy was like, hey, man, hey, man, we signed my baby. And I was like... 
this is in college. Like, you know, we just so think bizarre. this is hilarious. Like, all me and my teammates and everybody's egging me on. Like, oh, I guess I have whatever. And I was like, dude, I'm not signing this person's baby. <laughs> like, this is not happening. And then I realized he just meant, like, his little baby had, like, a little, like, Oklahoma State onesie, which was still kind of awkward. Yeah. But it was, like, it was it kind of made for a funny story. I bet, so. he's, I get, bet he's got it framed in his house. And that kid is now probably, probably 10 has, years old. like, and spit up on it. Yeah. And it got, like, washed. And that was the end of that. They're was, probably talking about I don't know. About we'll it. see. I don't know. If you're out there, guys. Guy who I signed your baby. Yeah. Let me know. So prosthetic would have been number one. But prosthetic leg was probably number one. I did an all-star game in 2018. And during batting practice, there were some people in the stands. And I hit a lady who was not paying attention. And a couple weeks later, she showed up in Norfolk in AAA and said, Hey, during your batting, batting practice, you broke my wrist. Here's my cast. Please sign my cast. So, oh, wow. So, yeah. So that was, that, that would probably take the cake as just bizarre. Yeah. That's cool. But, yeah. But it was cool, you know, aside from like breaking somebody's <laughs> arm. Aside from <laughs> her wrist like, being broken. Yeah, but she got your autograph. Yeah. 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 But that same, that same batting practice, they hung a camera up in the, uh, up in the front of the turtle. And Latroy Hawkins was throwing BP and he was telling us, like, guys, it still cuts. Like, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like, but he, you know, he pitched in the major leagues forever. Like, you got to have a good yeah. cutter. And it surely still cuts. And one of my first couple swings, I popped it straight up. And the next thing I know, the body's going one way and the lens is going the oh, other no. way. And the camera exploded. So I broke a lady's arm and broke a camera in the same way. <laughs> oh, practice. my goodness. That's pretty impressive. <sighs> yeah. Most, <laughs> most memorable yeah, yeah. BP session yeah. probably ever. First game, 2018. Yeah. That was pretty, wow. pretty wild. That's great. Uh, all right, so we're going to do a little get to know you with both you guys, but Andrew, let's start with you uh, since you are our guest. All what right. can you tell us about Andrew Heaney away from the field? What are your interests? What do you like to do? I am like, I am just such a boring human being. I'm <laughs> like, you like Target. That's good. Yeah, I do shop at Target. Um, no, I, I have two dogs. Uh, I got like a 12-year-old black lab and a six-year-old. He's like a black golden retriever, uh, Sadie and Charlie. And uh, so I hang out with them, hang out with my wife. I uh, don't play as much golf as I used to. Um, I'm kind of a nerd. I'm super into poker. I'm like, really? Take, yeah, I'm like, taking like hold them. Or, yeah, okay. I'm taking these like, it's like a little like, it's basically I'm in like poker college. That's like what I do like on the road. Like I just take these little courses and yeah, so I'm a total nerd about really? that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Man, that's about it. I'm the youngest of, of three, two older sisters. I've uh, been married for a long time. What, hold on, so I got a question. <laughs> what, what, what got you into the poker stuff? Is that just kind of like out of nowhere? Or is that you know a- what? I play it. So, like, we started playing a bunch in Anaheim. Uh, David Fletcher is, like, he's, like, a genius with that stuff. Like, he's really into it. And he kind of told me, like, he was, like, we would talk a lot about it. We would play on the road. And he kind of started telling me, like, hey, check out this, like, this guy's YouTube channel. Like, he's super fun to follow. Like, and so I started watching that. I was like, man, this is, like, this is pretty cool. I'm kind of interested in that. We play, I mean, we played a bunch on the road. You play on the plane, whatever. I'm like, well, I might as well try and get good at it. Uh, and so then, like, started talking more. And then he was just kind of like, yeah, like, you know, here's, he just kind of, like, got me into it. And then went from there. Okay, and then you also, you mentioned golf. Your yeah. wife was a golfer. My wife did play golf. She played yeah. two years at like a little NAIA um, I read. In, in, in Oklahoma, yeah. And you had caddy for her? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I saw it. No man, when was that? Yeah. It was yeah. this now. Awesome. Yeah. It was a tournament. Yeah. I'm, I'm, not, I'm gonna bungle this. It was a tournament. I can't remember what tournament it was, but I ended up caddying for her. 
uh, I got the, the whole bib and everything. Um, I think it was called, it was like a star, it was called like starburst. It was like a, like a high school, um, tournament that starburst sponsored or whatever. Uh, yeah. So that was, that was cool. What's something you can tell us about Andrew? About the Heen dog? Yeah. Um, Nothing. I'm very boring. I, I, I mean, no, he's yeah. not bo- Like, he's not boring. It's just like, chill. That's how I would say it, you know? Because cause it's, not, it's not boring. It's just like, even keeled, you know? So so in the middle of a, whatever it was, a 12 punch out in a row streak or, or giving up a couple runs, like, it's the same guy. And that's, that's what you have to appreciate in this game, you know, when, when, yeah, you have to make adjustments, but when people change and get away from who they are, like sometimes you find yourself in trouble. And I feel like even keeled, even though like, you know, he, he'll tell you he's not performing as well as he wants to, but that's why, that's why we got 81 more games, you know, Mm -hmm. like maybe we're back nine players. That's okay. Um, finish strong. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's not how you start. It's how you finish. And, and to see him like, now press into Coach Evaldi and press into the other guys and, and, you know, be there on the bench in the dugout. Like, you know, I've been a part of teams where the starters are getting their maintenance work in during the game instead of being there to, like, watch baseball. Like, how you know, I, and sometimes I don't understand that. Like, you get a front row ticket to the show. Like, there's not a higher level of baseball on earth. And, um, yeah, so, yeah, getting to know him, like, it, it's been super cool, and, and I'm excited for, like, What's come in the second half? I just want to say for Andrew being as hard on himself as he is, last eight starts, the team is six and two when you start. That's, that's the name of the game, right? Winning yeah. uh, three sixty four ERA. There's nothing wrong with that. If nope. that's if that's going to be the the floor, I think we're doing just fine. I mean, shit for our rotation, that's definitely, <laughs> that's, well, that's definitely the low man. I mean, that, that's the benefit of being in a rotation where everybody's throwing the ball so well. Like I'm, I'm just happy to you know do my part and. Just trying to fit in with everybody else on right. the way they are. You mentioned your dogs. Yeah. And also you're considered Heen Dog. Yeah. So I'd love to know the origin story of where Heen Dog came from. Man. Uh, it was like my f- my freshman year. Freshman year at Oklahoma State. Um, I want to say it was, either, it was either a guy named Tom Belza or my roommate. Uh, who was it? I think it was Belza. I don't know. Anyways, just somebody just like one day just like called me that. And then everybody started calling me that. I was like, all right, well, there it is. You know what I mean? Like, because sometimes you don't really pick your nickname kind of thing. So that's kind of where it came it from. It stuck so well. Yeah. If it kind of helps that, that like I am a dog lover. Like I'm a, you know what I mean? Like it kind of, kind of works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Belza. Yeah. I remember him from the Pioneer League in 2011. When you yeah. said that name, yeah. I immediately looked it up, and he yeah. was with Missoula. Yeah. You yeah. forget a name like that. Huh? Yeah. yeah. Belza. Belza. Okay, yeah. cool. What's um, up, Tom? Shout out, Tom. Yeah, shout out, Tom. <laughs> All right, so I, I, well. I asked you guys, Andrew, I hope Nathaniel gave you the, the prep here, because I know this can be a question that might require some thought, but I'm curious, what is something in each of your lives that you are proud of? And it doesn't, I'm not necessarily, I mean, it can be baseball-related, doesn't have to be. Just something that... You know, you think about a moment, an accomplishment, a relationship, whatever, that you're like, man, I'm really proud of this. I, I picked a couple. I picked a couple of baseball ones and then a non-baseball one. So sure. what do you want to do? You anyway? go ahead. I, yeah. I'm going uh, to think about this right now. Yeah, baseball ones. I threw a, I threw a one-hitter on my 27th birthday. That was pretty cool. Uh, this year... I think tied a record for like nine straight 
strikeouts. That's pretty cool. Um, Did you know as that was going on? Because I remember we talked about it the next episode. But were you? Do you have any idea? Like, hey, these guys aren't putting the ball in play. No, I like no, no. Like, and it's funny because I was like, man, if I would have known, I think I would have like probably tried to like <laughs> strike guys. Yeah, yeah like because uh, I think I fell behind. Uh, I think I fell behind Duffy like three one, and I was just like, just throw it right down the middle and just try and let this dude put it in play. Because I think we were winning by a good chunk at that point. So I probably would have been a little more selfish there if I'd have, if I'd have known. But uh, yeah, those. I mean, I think those two are just baseball wise. And then uh, this is like a super weird one. But whenever you ask, like, I think something that I'm like personally really proud of is like I am like very, like I'm very like slow to anger. I'm very much like like an understanding and like forgiving person. And I think that's something that like just when I, you know, reflect on like how I how I treat people or how I would, you know, like approach situation. I don't know. Like, that's just something that like, I feel like for me, like I'm, I'm proud that like, I don't make like rash decisions. I don't like, you know, I don't, you know, shun people away because, you know, because of one, one instance or anything like that. Like I know that's like kind of random, but that's no, something that's that, awesome. like that I'm kind of like, I like to think I'm proud of and that like takes some, some energy and some time and some like reflection to, to not be, you know, to not be quick to, to, to anger. No, I like, I've never heard that phrase slow to yeah. anger. I like that yeah. a lot. That's great. Thank you. Yeah. 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 I think I, what I'm proud of, um, I don't know. I like, I don't want to get too like selfish with this, but I'm, I'm just like really proud of at this point, like my journey as a whole, you know, like coming from, we came from military family, right? Moved around a couple of times. And then my dad's uh, overseas or out of the place. My mom did so much work to raise me and my brother. Um, and, you know, other family involved in there too. But I wasn't a big prospect. I didn't have D1 schools knocking my door down. And then I'm really proud of, I didn't get it right my freshman year. I was not ready for college baseball. I wasn't ready for mid-major baseball, you know, and, and, getting out, going to junior college, making something out of it, and, like, having such a huge network now. Like, going from playing for top-end travel teams to playing at a mid-major D1 school, going to JUCO, and then back to a awesome Division One school. I had a great experience at Mississippi State. And then, you know, not being a big-time prospect and then going all the way through the system with Tampa Bay and then being a part-time player over there, getting traded here, like, meeting the people that I met and – being able to like form the relationships that I have and take so many pieces from so many different players and coaches who have my best interests. Like, and I'm proud of that. I'm mm-hmm. really proud of that. And so, yeah, it's, it's cool to be able to come here and wear this uniform and come to work and, you know, be, be like the Texas Rangers first baseman. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's something I can definitely be proud of. So two episodes ago, Nathaniel kind of went through his journey for people listening to him just, kind of mentioned what he did uh he went into specifics so we're not going to go through that uh, in its entirety but you know you did such a great job i think we were in baltimore at the time i don't remember where we were but whatever you, we were talking and you just kind of took us through your journey from pittsburgh that was pittsburgh okay there you go, yeah high school really through i guess ending up uh I guess we ended with college. We didn't really go into your minor league journey, but uh, so I, I'd encourage people to check that out because uh, that was really interesting. Not, you know, there's so many different paths. I guess that's the case in all sports, but I think in baseball more than any other sport, because mm. in the NFL, it's, you know, maybe you go to a small school, but mostly you go to a, a division one program and you get drafted in three or four years, the NBA, you know, there's the international part of it, but baseball, there's 
so many different routes. Yeah, you don't well, see not a ton to of, mention. Sorry. Yeah. No, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. you don't see a ton of like thirty-year-old rookies in other sports. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. Like well, that's what I was gonna say. Is like you know those other sports. Like you are getting drafted to like the big league team. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're like you know in the NFL like. Okay, you might be a practice squad guy. You might not even. You might get drafted and maybe not even make it out of camp. You know that does happen. You know the NBA, like you might end up in the G League or on a two way or whatever. But like, you're pretty much there. Like you know, what I mean, you're one step away. Like I feel like in 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 baseball, it's like you're drafted and it's like, all right, now you're going to like the GCL or the AZL, and it's yeah. like. I think Nate said it earlier, like, sometimes you're down there and you're like, I am so far away from ever being a big leaguer. Like, this is, like, insane. Like, there's, you know, I think now there's fewer, but, you know, when we were getting drafted and coming up, it was like, there's, like, seven levels. And, like, some teams are, like, you got to beat each level. You got to, like, make your way up. And it's like, oh, my God, that's, like, <laughs> six years of, like, you know, kind of, like, toiling away. And so it's it, it can be, like, pretty pretty daunting to to feel like you know you gotta you know take you gotta take it in small chunks well speaking of your baseball journeys all-star breaks right around the corner which also means mlb draft is right around the corner with the way that things are now so what is something that each of you remember about your draft experience and your overall draft day um let's see draft draft weekend my draft year was super regionals um so it's such a weird time already for the amateur player because, like, you know, you lose two games, your career's over for the most part. And we had really talented teams. So we had, uh, I want to say, like, 15 draft picks, 16 signs. So 15, 15 picks, uh, a couple guys signed free agent deals um, outside of that. And the first round was on Thursday. And so I was hanging out around the field. Our practice was done. I watched my brother get picked on Thursday. So, you know, and, and being a part of that and having my agent be so proactive with seeing where Josh is going to go. And obviously, you know, you're trying to maximize your draft bonus and all that stuff. Um, but then, you know, it, Friday comes around the remainder of the, the really high picks. And then Saturday you get your, you get your like, you know, run of the mill college guys. And then the, the, the guys who are kind of like, fallen into the shuffle instead of like making a name for yourself so we had so many guys that were pretty disappointed that first game friday because they didn't get picked um and then we lose so you know it's like 110 degrees in starkville mississippi in the middle of june and and we got packed house of whatever it was fifteen thousand. is it great crowds and a lot of players are like by their phones kind of during batting practice because you, you you know you could get picked while you're on the field and then you know, you lose your game and then the guys are like celebrating like, wow, I just got drafted. Um, and I thought I was going to get picked. I thought Atlanta was going to get me like the 20th, 25th, like a little later. And, you know, if I just kind of make my way through uh, the system, I was going to go to the Appy League instead of short season, which is, you know, another level below short season. Um, yeah. And then I was walking back into my room. They're walking back into my apartment and just gotten a coffee and, uh, I missed the I missed the call from the area scout for the Rays, and then my agent called me right after and was like, "Hey, dude, like Tampa just picked you in the thirteenth. Like, uh, we'll work out signing bonus and all that other stuff over the rest of the weekend. But yeah, go have a great game." And then we lost. We got walked off on at home as the visiting team in Starkville. So, such a like wild, you know, wild yeah. spin of highs and lows, and then you know you're cleaning out your college dorm for the last time on Sunday, driving back to Atlanta on Monday, flying down to Orlando Tuesday, and then flying back up to New York to go to short season on Wednesday. So 
It's like it happens. Yeah, it's it happens a wild. Quick. It's a whirlwind when you get picked. And then you might have instructs at the end of the year. And oh yeah, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You Your first season, yeah. you better believe. Yeah, yeah. instructs. <laughs> uh, all right, we got fan questions coming up. I want to ask Andrew a question though. Uh, tomorrow on the first of July will be the four year anniversary of Tyler Skaggs's passing, and yeah. that was your best friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a tattoo yeah. on your right wrist. Uh, Evan Grant, I think it came out today. I saw it today. It might have come out yesterday, but uh, uh, came out with a story uh, about your relationship with Tyler. Mm-hmm. On uh, You can find it on Twitter, Evan's Twitter handle, or just go to Dallas, uh, dallasnews.com. And I thought it was, it was a great story. I, I thought the stuff you had to say was really neat. Um, especially, you know, about a, a, a tough situation, which I'm sure was not easy to talk about. So I, I don't want to get into all the details. You can check out the story. But one thing you said, which I thought was, you know, really cool, and I think it's probably how you've dealt with this since, was essentially, uh, you know, you, you prefer to talk about how he lived, not how he passed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the Rangers are a part of the story because mm-hmm. it happened here. Uh so I, I, I'd love if just for a second, whatever stands out, what do you want people to know about Tyler Skaggs? Man, he, uh, he was just a friend to everybody. Like, I think I said it at his service. I don't know if, I don't know if I actually haven't read the article. Obviously I said what I said. I'm not sure how it got put in there, but, uh, I said at the service, you know, like I considered him my best friend and, uh, I think there's probably like 50 other people out there that would say the same thing. Um, you know, he just had that effect on people. He, you know, was just enjoyed life, enjoyed, you know, being a friend to anybody that, you know, wanted to to be around. And he had that kind of personality and was, uh, you know, just would, would draw you in. And, uh, we, you know, we were, it was kind of funny. Like I said, like, I'm very much like kind of a introverted, like boring guy. And, uh, he was much more like outgoing, more social, enjoyed, you know, music and kind of dancing a little bit more and so it's like it was really nice to have a guy like that like I think we were very much like kind of fit into each other's personalities of like you know I could kind of like keep keep things kind of chill or whatever and he could like do all the talking and I can just kind of like hang out in the back you know like uh, that worked for me it worked for him and so I think like uh you know just just that was that was something that you know kind of worked for us and you know just like like we talk, you know, you hear it all the time. You go, guys say it and it sounds really cliche, but it's like, this is your family, you know, like the team that you're on. Like I see these guys more than I see my wife. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I see these guys every single day for, I mean, what, 10 hours a day, um, you know, for eight months in a row uh, on the road. I mean, we hang out after the, you know, after work, we hang out when we go back to the hotel, we hang out, you know what I mean? So it's like, these guys are, you know, you get really close to these guys. And so it's just, uh, you know, it's something that uh, I don't, I don't take for granted. I appreciate you. Sharing yeah, that. absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. All right. We have fan questions coming up after this. Like breakfast, like burgers. How about a burger for breakfast? Look no further than the Whataburger Breakfast Burger with a fresh 100% beef patty, melted cheese, hash brown sticks, fresh cracked egg, bacon, and creamy pepper sauce. But it's only available from 11 p.m. to 11 a.m. and only for a limited time. I still haven't eaten yet. This intermittent fasting thing is struggle on Overrated. podcast days because I hear, dude, you say that. I don't, I don't go and run around. You, you can eat whatever you want. I can't. I look at a cookie and I put on three pounds. Eat some more frozen grapes. You'll be fine. I, hey. 
they that have was them a big the day for you. So I'll, did they bring them in? I'll they, brag on every Jared day now. They've had it. Oh, it's amazing. And they're branded Jared's Frozen Grapes. Yeah. There's no this whole way. sign and everything in the press box. I didn't ask for it. And the second I walked up and I saw them, I texted Jared. I said, "Get up here immediately." And he said some things that I won't repeat online, but. He was so excited. It was As all he caps. Be. He yeah, ran upstairs. Cool. He was pumped. So I'm happy for you, Jared. Congrats. Yeah, thank you. It's a big day. Nice. Uh, all right. So I got the Twitter questions. Hannah's got a couple on Instagram. This one from FFL Luca. Luca, let's I know, go. I know, yeah, I know where this that. is going. Yeah. All right. No, let's this, go. you know, not, not a basketball question, actually. Oh, man. Uh, but uh, the question is for you, Andrew, where does starting the Field of Dreams game rank in your career highlights and then for you nathaniel would you have interest in playing in a game like that or maybe playing in one of these overseas games man that was cool uh it's such a it's such a funny thing like the the actual logistics of like we were in kansas city that morning we flew out of kansas city into i don't know i think it was davenport somewhere in iowa we flew in and then it was like this hour and a half two hour bus ride like literally, I mean, it's exactly like you would think like windy fields with cornfields on either side. <laughs> like, you know, just, it was, it was really cool. And then we get there and it's like, I mean, it was cool. Like you, you've seen, everybody's seen field of dreams. You see the movie, you kind of pull in. It's like, I mean, it's, it's real. It's there. It's exactly how it's kind of pictured in the movie. And then we get off the bus and it is just all hell breaks loose. It's like, okay, you got to go over here, get your uniform on, take these pictures. We got to do this media thing. You got to do this interview. You got to do this, 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 and this. And then, oh, by the way, the game starts in three hours. And then like, once the game's over, we got to like fly back out. We're playing in Chicago tomorrow. So it was like, it was one of those things. It was like, I'll probably look back on it and like, you know, the, the pitching side of thing. I mean, my God, the balls were flying and the, it was just like, uh, it was like the game. It's for fans. I bet that game was amazing. Tim Anderson ended up hitting yeah. a walk off Homer, uh, it was kind of one of those ones where you're just sort of like, I'm really pissed we lost this game, but like that was pretty damn cool. So like, uh, you know, like I'm not to totally happy about the way that it like wor worked on the field, but like just the logistics and everything around it were crazy. And it was just, it was really cool and, and cool to say that, you know, I got to be, you know, one of two guys that has started a major league baseball game in Iowa. Yeah. yeah. I have a follow-up to that. Yeah. So I always see the clips of the players walking through the field. Yeah. Is that choreographed or they show you ahead of time or they just say, go for it and it's already taken care of? Well, uh, like what, there was like probably a thousand different times that we just like emerged from the corn. Exactly. Cause there was, this, so like you had to walk through the corn on the, like the big league field we played on to get to the like movie set field with like the house like right outside the house or whatever and that one's like it's not a full field like it's kind of it's like a little league field it's very small but like it is like corn in the outfield and then if you walk through that outfield corn you come out on the other side on the the other field but then obviously there's like you know a fence and everything because it's like an actual functioning field so like there was a little bit of like kind of you know movie magic type stuff going on but it like no it's like real corn like guys were like pulling the corn out and they're like stop picking the corn <laughs> you know like everybody's like yeah everybody's like stop it's like real corn we worked really hard to like get this to grow and everything so like there was like the some were so mad. there was like some pretty funny stuff yeah. in there that guys were doing but no it was it was a real deal that's amazing where would you like to play i mean you Mexico. Mexico. Apparently, Mexico. Kidding me? Twice the elevation of Colorado. Love a game with an automatic. Andrew's like, please no. Two homers, right? No. Um, 
I don't know. You know, this London thing seems like fun. Like it, it all seems like fun. All the all the hoopla, all the you know, growing the game, whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know. The the travel seems like a hassle, but yeah, you you get reimbursed well for going to play one game. So <laughs> I'm not going to say <laughs> well, none this, of that. They said 2025. They're playing a game in France, right? Yeah. Paris. And then everybody was kind of like, well, you know, Bochi, Bochi yeah. got the French connection. Yeah. You know, Paris so, wouldn't be that bad. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe. <laughs> no, maybe I've never done Europe. Maybe, I'd love maybe to do it's Europe. in the cards. Yeah. I have. Yeah. 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 That'd be fun. Yeah. All right, I have a couple for you guys. Uh, Duffray Media wants to know which actor would you want to portray you in a biopic. I mean, Bradley Cooper, Miles Teller, like, you know, uh, what's what's the one that plays Thor? Uh, Hemsworth, like any of them would probably fit the bill, honestly. <laughs> can, I, can I just, as an aside, <laughs> this Coach is completely random, Larson. but as an aside, I just learned that the word is pronounced biopic and not biopic. I've been saying it wrong my whole life. Oh. So, like, I don't know. That just was random, but I don't know. I, no, uh, I like that. Biopic. Biopic. I always okay. thought it was biopic. Sure. And then somebody corrected me this year. Who's I felt the like guy a from, who's the guy from Narcos? Um, he's got a little scraggle going on. Was he like in The the Last of Us? Pedro Pascal? Maybe. Yes, yes Javier Pena. That sounds, yes, yes, Pena. Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in The sure, Last I'm of Us. I'm going to assign him like from like you eyebrows down. It? I'm going to okay. assign him to you. Nice. All right. I could yeah, be, wrong, I, but that's not, also like off the top of my head. I don't know. Yeah, you know? I, I could see that. Right? Yeah, I could see that. Would you want Brie Larson as your co-host or your co? I would not say no to that. Co-actress. I forget <laughs> what it's called. I would not In say movies. no. What is that co-star? called? Co-star. Yeah, co-star. Yeah. Co-star. co-star. There we go. Co-host. Not, you're not trying to get me in trouble. Stop that. Okay. That's it. Other question is. He just he just drilled a water bottle from about eight feet, maybe six feet. Sure. Yeah. All right, Brady Hernandez, last question here. What has been your favorite memory with the Rangers in the first half of this season? Mm-hmm. Going through the Rolodex. Of yeah, I mean, there's here. some pretty good ones, man. There's some pretty good, like going from being like arguably one of the worst teams in baseball to being like one of the best teams in baseball in the first half is like is up there as a as a grand answer. Some walk-off hits have been cool, like. I'll yeah. buy time for you. Okay. I'll buy you guys time. Not sure, that anyone yeah. cares, but just to buy you time. Yeah. Walking out of Minute Maid Park. I'm dead serious. This is not playing on. Walking out of Minute Maid Park, was it a Sunday? Whatever the, the night was. Sunday night baseball? Yeah, Sunday beat, night baseball. That's right. Valdez. Yeah. How about that? He yeah. was really good. Then we hung like a six spot in the seventh yep. inning. Mm-hmm. Yep. Walking out of the ballpark, taking two or three from them. That was mm. that was pretty cool. Mm. All right. I'll try to buy you guys some time. I got a couple. I mean, opening day was pretty cool. Like, found ourselves in a hole real quick. And then it was like, bang, bang, bang. We're like up six to five or whatever it was like that was kind of like a tone setter because I remember feeling like I was actually in the bullpen for the first game of the year so that was kind of fun and I was just like wow that happened really fast oh man like close that roof Robbie hit that homer it was kind of like it was like immediately and then just like sweeping them that was kind of like just like okay you know Mm -hmm. like that team just went to the world series last year like here we go uh, Jonah, Jonas Homer Jonah against the Royals. Homer. That was cool. Um, hitting him uh, with the ice bucket's pretty fun. <laughs> uh, I, I gave Leody like a pretty solid hip check after I hit that single against St. Louis. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Knocked him over pretty hard. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. That at bat the other day that Duran had was that was, was sick. Yeah, twelve yeah. was it? Twelve it, pitches. It was a long one, and he 12 kept fouling off pitches, and he kept fouling off pitches. And I'm sitting on top of the cooler, going, "Man, if he hangs this slide, yeah. we're untied yeah. here, and this game's open." And after, you know, going through a stretch where offensively things get a little slow and then, you know, having 
Duran come through. Like it, it, those guys at the bottom of the order do such a good job, man. They yeah, do such a good job. That was job. awesome. Hey, his homer two days ago. I've never seen a home run. I, that ball fifteen at seventeen. Barely, or barely got. I mean, it, it's I lucky people, it, the fan wasn't standing in front yeah. of that because that would have been. And the, and the left fielder had to play at second base if that ball doesn't. If, if yeah, the ball hits the wall, probably gets thrown out. Not that it's going to ricochet like right off. The, no, it's just going to hit so hard off the wall. Uh, so the 12 pitch at bat, a little fact on that. So there hasn't been a an at bat that has gone deeper than 12 pitches resulting in a home run since Anthony Rizzo in 2019. He homered on the 14th pitch. Mm-hmm. And Duran and Adrian Beltre are the only two players in franchise history to hit a home run uh, on the 12th pitch of an at bat. No, and it's never happened on an at bat that's ended after the 12th pitch in franchise history. So oh, he, wow. he tied a mark there with that. That's so cool. Yeah. That's not a surprise. Dolly's three homer game. Yes. Oh, that was, was, that was so fun. How many RBIs did he have? Like 12? Uh, <laughs> he had, what did eight, he have? Eight, ten. Yeah, so eight. many total eight. bases. He had eight RBIs. Yeah, whatever that was. That was two doubles, three homers. Yeah. My favorite part was like, you know, like after he won player of the week, I think I called him just like player of the day for, yeah. like, <laughs> for, for like another week because, you know, he had a couple of games in there that yeah. were slower than he wanted. But yeah. Player of the day. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to wrap it up in a second, but uh, Hannah's going to toss to a special surprise here. Yeah, so I got to interview one of my childhood crushes, Joe Jonas. In case you guys missed it, the Jonas Brothers will be here for their five albums, one night tour on August 30th right here at Globe Life Field. I sat down with Joe Jonas to talk about the tour, how they're prepping for it, and also played a little fun game that ties into something Rangers related. Take a listen. I'm here with award-winning singer, songwriter, and actor, Mr. Joe Jonas. In addition Hi. to those accolades, you also just threw out the first pitch yes. at a Rangers game. Was that your first pitch also, ever? Also, hopefully bringing good luck. Not yet, yes. but the, we'll get it's there. A, it's, the game is young. Um, that was my first pitch ever, yeah. It kind of looked like that throw the guy from the other team just threw. It was very outside, but luckily it didn't bounce. I, all I kept hearing was, don't let it bounce, don't let it bounce. And you did it. It was great. Yeah, we're good. How did you prep for it? Um, you know, I've been warming up. Uh, for for months now, um, a lot of training. I've been in the bullpen, um, just just getting my arm right. Um, so I, I feel locked in. I think you might so have a Rangers call contract me, in your future. I'm here. Look, if they call me in on the eighth or ninth, I'm ready. We got it. See why you heard the man. He's ready. Um, in addition to that, your first time here at Globe Life Field. What are your thoughts on the Rangers' new ballpark? It's stunning. It's a really beautiful uh, stadium. I think everyone's got to come check it out if you're here in Texas, or if you're not and you want to come uh, take a trip. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean. You would never know that it's a sauna outside, and you walk in, and it's just so relaxing. Everyone's been so nice to us and welcoming, uh, and, it, and it's, it's good energy. I mean, right when they put on the lights like it was showtime, it, you just, you're, you're thrown into it. So I um, definitely recommend. Well, speaking of showtime at Globe Life Field, you and your brothers will be here yes. on August 30th for five albums one night. What should fans be the most excited about? August 30th is going to be a blast. I mean, look, we, we grew up here in Texas, um, and Nick was born here, so this is kind of a homecoming show for us in some capacity. And every time we play Texas, it's just it's craziness. And we played um, the football stadium, now we got to play the baseball stadium, and we promise we have some surprises, some excitement, um, and we're going to bring the heat. Even though it's a little bit, you know, it's a 72 degrees in here, it'll feel like it's 90, we promise. Speaking of growing up in Texas, did you ever come to a Rangers game growing All up the or time. play baseball? You did. Yeah, I came to a lot of games. Um, I, like, begged for foul balls, and uh, it's, it's a really special experience. I feel like it's one of those things as a family we would always go to games, football games or baseball games, and so to be here and be sharing the stage with my brothers where we went plenty in this area, it's a, a special experience. Which ballparks did you go to? Oh, um, I went to the, what was the old, what was the name of the old stadium? Ballpark in Arlington, yeah, 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 Globe yeah. Life Park. Yep, that was the one. 
So this one's a little bit more uh, enjoyable. <laughs> I think it's 104 outside, but it feels like 74 yeah, you would in here. Never so know. That'll you be never nice know. for the concert too. Definitely. Well, speaking of the concert, what are you doing right now to get ready for it? So we're just in tour rehearsals. So we have about almost a month away, less than a month away. Oh no, sorry, a month and a half away before we get this tour up and running. Uh, we start at Yankee Stadium and then we're here just a few weeks later. But um, we're building the set. So essentially we're doing five albums in one night, which is quite the undertaking. Um, and trying to chisel it down so it's not a five-hour show. But we've been able to do it. So we did our two, uh, four days rehearsal here in, in Los Angeles, and we played through the whole show. And the last day, we looked at each other like, okay, we could do this. And now we just need to kind of like fine-tune it. But it, it's sounding really good. Well, can't wait to see that. And also, can't wait to see you answer these rapid-fire questions that I have. I Bring came up on. with a fun game okay. called which Joe Bro Woods, I'm going to have a rapid-fire statement, something Rangers-related. Love it. And then you can say which brother, and you can also mention yourself, it applies to the most. Okay, so, sounds good. We'll start off, which Joe Bro would take on the two-foot boomstick burger? Wow. Uh, I'm going to go with Kevin on that one. Okay, Kevin's a big foodie. He just likes a competition, and he likes a challenge, and he usually wins challenges. Okay, very cool. Which Joe Bro would find a foul ball and give it to the kid next to them? Not me, because I'm keeping my ball that I threw. So I would say... Uh, Nick. Nick, okay. I like I that know. answer. Somebody could have my ball, but they put the sticker on it and made it authentic, and I was like, mm. Oh, the little hologram? I was like, I think I'm going to keep this now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which Joe Bro would crush 10 dogs on dollar hot dog night? Oh. I think that's like, uh, I would go, I'll go with me. I just, you, you have to have hot dogs when you're here. I think I could take on that challenge. But Kevin, too. I feel like Kevin, again, if it's a challenge, he would do it. What's on your hot dog? Uh, it's everything. Mustard, it's, ketchup. It's all the above. Yeah, relish. Um, if they got jalapenos, you know, maybe not um, beans, but I, I'll go, we'll go with the standards. Nice, I like your style. Which Joe bro would hit the most homers during Rangers batting practice? I think Nick actually has taken batting practice um, and hit a few home runs. Um, so probably Nick. Probably but I haven't Nick. done it yet, so who knows? We'll have to see. Exactly. We'll have to see. Which Joe bro would be scared to throw out the first pitch? You already did it, so I would assume either Nick, Nick or, or Kevin. Kevin. I think they're too scared to do it. That's why I'm here. There you go. Um, which Joe bro, so let's picture this. Okay, the three of you are running in the dot race. We have every single home game. Yep. Which Joe bro would run the fastest and win? Obviously me. Speed Not racer. Without um, Which Joe bro would memorize, take me out to the ball game, forwards and backwards? Nick. Nick? Easily Nick. I can't remember our own, our own song, so. And finally, which Joe Bro would be the best ping pong player in the Rangers clubhouse? That's Nick. He's a fantastic ping pong player. He's a fantastic athlete. So I would put it, I would put up for Nick. Well, Joe, thank you so thank much you. for your time. Enjoy your time at the game. Thank Where you. can fans learn more about your upcoming tour? They can go to um, any of our socials or JonasBrothers.com, but I hope to see you there. There's limited tickets, so it's going fast. Well, that was awesome. I hope. Uh, best day of my life, honestly. Good. I good. know I just got married, but that was a pretty close second. All right. We need to uh, get Blake Lively here uh, to even this up for me. Uh, yeah. Andrew. Yep. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah. Appreciate it. Nathaniel, go get him tonight. Yes. Hannah, go get him tonight. You too. I've been careful. Remember last episode, I said my favorite thing on the video board, and I didn't Tough. say Hannah. Tough. You remember that? So. And that night I texted him. I said, I hope that I'm your favorite yeah. thing on the video yeah. board this evening. Oh, don't uh, say anything you regret tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Extra hard against Houston for yeah. Jared Sandler. Yeah. Do not do it for me. Oh, wait, what's our challenge? Hashtag. Oh, yeah, we have challenge. challenge. Do it for Jared. No, no, no. It's not about <laughs> me. I just can't stand Houston. Okay, so quickly challenge. Uh... Quality start. Nothing home run related. Please. That's fine. That's fine. Quality start. <laughs> next game. 
you have a game this series. Okay. Get on base four times. Okay. That good? Yep. Okay. Uh, what's our... You're agreeing to this without even agreeing to it. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm learning about this on yeah. the fly. Uh, you have to... What were we going to do last time? Well, the stash oh. is back, so maybe die in the stash? Mm. We can change it up this time. Mm. <laughs> I kind of want Jared to have stash. If I get on base four times one of these games okay. this week, you are coming in with nothing else besides that nice mustache on your right. lip. Jet black? No, I think oh, it'll just look straight? good, I okay. think it'll look good right. like that. And the thing is, though, like... When you when you like look at yourself in the mirror after you've gotten rid of the rest of it, you might not ever go back. So I want to okay. be responsible <laughs> okay. for turning you towards the. I mustache. can't wait for John Blake's reaction to that. Uh, and for Andrew, <laughs> what? I'm just being honest. He's gonna make a comment. Sorry, uh, Andrew. Is the same thing. Do I go stash if he? Because we're going to the All Star break, so I could I could do that. Yeah. Well, either one. He turns in a quality stash. You're, you're quality, going quality, to quality stash. start. Quality, quality start. Yeah. Quality, quality stash. Quality, quality, quality start. Quality stash. Quality stash. Yeah. All right. Bang. I will gladly do that. That'll be one awesome. One base four times, and he makes a quality start. You are just coming one of the in two. with a mustache. One of the two. And how about yeah. if one happens? Okay, I was going to say if one happens, you have to do half a stash. You're going to be careful with half a stash. Hannah's got to grow a mustache. Hannah grows a mustache if they both happen. What if I get on base? I'll bring a fake mustache for our next episode. Perfect. If I get on base four times when he makes a quality start. Ooh, double whammy. Double whammy. So I'm what does that mean? Soul patch. Soul patch. And a mustache. Okay. All right. I'm in. That's fine. Bang. Uh, all right. That's going to do it for us. We got a lot at stake here. Um, going to start thinking about what I'm going to tell John Blake when I have to show up with a mustache. Uh, for Andrew and, and Nathaniel, Hannah, Tim, and our special guest uh, observing from USC, Maddie. Uh, Jared Sandler, thanking you for tuning in to another episode of the Straight Up Texas podcast.